Timber. What? Oh, that's not a that's not a tree. That's our recruiting class rank. Got it. Okay, sorry. I thought it was a tree. We're gonna talk about that and yesterday afternoon's game between Florida Gators women's basketball team and the Dayton Flyers. Only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. On Location is the official hospitality partner of the NFL. It's the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. Happy Thursday. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of Whole9Sports.com where you can find all of my written work. Getting right into this recruiting class talk because that's just oh my goodness all right I, yeah i'm just gonna have some fun with it um there been I, the best way i know how to put it i'm sorry for saying it this way but hella decommits since billy napier has taken over and that's fine with me honestly I'll, which i'll get into why it's fine with me but uh whew, my lord if you're on gators twitter if you're on the florida gators subreddit you would think that the university is burning to the ground right now with on and and the forums with on three with just everything that's going on there it's just nonsense how everyone is wildly overreacting to every decommit all the news everything which is very i i don't want to say very annoying but it's kind of annoying because i spoke about this yesterday you know this is going to be a process that's just what it's going to be. And we were told from the jump that Billy Napier was going to be patient with his approach to recruiting. He even said, he's like, hey, like, I'm going to piss some people off and step on some toes and do all this. And and that's what's going to happen. But it's it's one of those things where it, it's got to be a trust the process thing, which I, I kind of hate that phrase. But at the same time, it's got to be one of those things where it's got to be a trust the process thing where Billy Napier is going to do his thing. He said, like, hey, we're not gonna, we're not gonna care about the early signing period. We're gonna, we're gonna, uh, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna evaluate all these guys and figure out who we want and figure out all this stuff, and and that that's how it is. So, look, I, I get it. It's very easy as a fan to watch a recruiting class look solid ish. I don't, I didn't think it looked that great to begin with, but then to watch it tumble, it was, I believe. When Billy Napier took over, it was like 34th or something in the class, and now it's 69th. Nice, but that's that that's the way the cookie crumbles here, and uh, it's been pretty. And in the second segment, we'll talk about the guys that decommitted this week because we had some last week, but uh, we'll talk about the ones that decommitted this week because more relevant time wise, obviously. But uh, yeah, like Gators Twitter, uh, Florida Gators subreddit on three, just. Inhala, exhala. Just, just calm down. Like I promise you, it ain't as bad as you think it is right now. And especially because everybody was like, oh, "What we're doing now isn't working." Dan Mullen sucks as a recruiter. He sucks at bringing in talent. He sucks at evaluating. And it's like, 
Well, if he sucks at bringing in talent, why do you care if the players that he wanted to bring in aren't going to be here anymore? That's that's kind of where I'm at with it, where it's like, things need to change. Things are changing. I don't like change. Settle down. It's going to be fine. Just, I just want you to know that. But I've said it in my own YouTube comments, on Twitter, in private conversations too, that I really think that it's being blown out of proportion for one really big reason. I don't think all these recruits are really just straight up decommitting. I think Billy Napier is rescinding scholarship offers. And I think he's then telling these recruits like, hey, like, like just decommit, go ahead. Like, like decommit because we're going to rescind the offer. And I get that that might be a little weird, but it's just the, the timing of how things are working out. Like, it, it seems weird to me that these recruits are decommitting right after they meet Billy Napier. It's like, shouldn't they, like, they didn't, they, they stuck through when the team was playing poorly. They stuck through when Todd Grantham got fired. They stuck through when Dan Mullen got fired. They stuck through when Billy Napier got announced. But he's showing up at their houses and sharing their vision with, and sharing his vision with them. And then they're decommitting. I I don't fully buy it with all these recruits. Some, I get it. Sometimes, like, sometimes you meet someone, they tell you their thoughts, and you're just like, that that makes no sense. And I get it. But I, I think that, with some of these players, like specifically Nick Evers. Uh, Nick Evers is four-star quarterback. We're going to talk about him in the next segment more, but I I think that he's one of the players that Billy Napier rescinded the scholarship offer from, partially because of what both of his parents said, because they were like the Gators recruit family, the Gators commit family. Like they were all Gators. Like they were like, oh, like all of our kids are going to Florida. This and it, and then all of a sudden. He he decommits um, right after speaking with Billy Napier. And I I don't know. I I think Billy Napier rescinded the offer. And I I like Nick Evers. I'll talk about that more in the next segment too. I like him. But I I just think that Billy Napier is like, I I don't think it's going to be a good fit. Deuces, essentially. Um, That's really what makes me think that this is happening. Because like the timing, yeah, the timing works out to be as if Billy Napier is rescinding these scholarship offers. Next, I, I think it's fair that he's rescinding these scholarship offers. I, I get it sucks for the kids if he is actually rescinding scholarship offers, but Billy Napier didn't offer these kids. He has no obligation to uphold Dan Mullen's scholarship offers to these kids. That could be portrayed as a little jerkish, I guess, because it's like, hey, well, if he's not holding up Dan Mullen's promises, what about the guys already on the team? That makes sense, but guess what? Billy Napier said, if you're not here to play, you're not here to work hard, you're not here to do whatever, then you ain't going to be here long. So, again, like we'll get into the specific recruits in the next segment, but, again, I, I think that Billy Napier's rescinding some scholarship offers, which is one of the reasons where I'm, or why I'm not really getting panicky about it, because it's like, well, I, I think that Billy Napier's like, I, I don't think it's that these guys aren't buying into Florida. I think that Florida is not necessarily buying into them if that makes sense. So yeah, there's that. Let's talk for a minute about kicking things up a notch for the big game. The grand stage, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium is less than 100 days away, which is just, it's it's insane that there's 
three weeks and like two days left in 2021. That is just absurd to me. But on location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package to the big game. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with college stars turned NFL legends. Troy Aikman, Marcus Allen, Tim Brown, and more will be there, plus accommodations at five-star LA hotels and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. And this is it. You know, this is the time. It's the putt to win the tournament. You sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls right over your eyes. Is that how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software, you boomer. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition because odds are they're boomers. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind financing program to those that are ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash NCAA. Head to netsuite.com slash NCAA for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. That is netsuite.com slash NCAA to get access to the best, and I do mean best, cloud financial system to power the growth for your business. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Getting back into the recruiting decommits because it's fun. I'm going to start off with Nick Evers. You know, he, he's he's the biggest name, so, or at least I would say he's the biggest name to decommit. He's a four-star quarterback out of Flower Mound, Texas. He was, again, he was a guy that was, you know, all about uh, all about chosen few 22, sticking through the hard times, sticking to this. And yeah, I, I think he's one of the players got that got his offer rescinded. rescinded. Uh, his family was, his entire family was super into him being a Gator, into them being a Gator family and really embracing the Gator culture where even the night of Nick Evers' decommitment, uh, Monica Evers, Nick Evers' mom, was in the Gator Collective Twitter spaces. So that's, and I mean, that's, I'm not saying that's, I'm saying that's weird. Like the, they are so bought into it where even that same night she was in the Twitter spaces. Some comments made by his family seemed a little, uh, spurred, I spurned, I guess, I, I, I guess, but I, I mean, I still think he's great. I, I'm actually kind of upset that he decommitted. He's probably one of the bigger names that I am upset about that he committed because I was, I was excited for him to be here. I don't think Anthony Richardson's going to be here long. He has one great year, and I think he's gone. He's going to be draft eligible. So, or he's draft eligible. So, yeah, uh, I don't think he's going to be here long. So, I was really looking forward to Nick Evers being here. But I guess Coach Napier didn't feel the same way. Uh, I guess, uh, again, if he did just decommit and didn't get his scholarship presented, then great for him. But I, I stand by my point. 
four-star wide receiver Jaden Gibson, six foot five, a hundred eighty-five pound wide receiver from Winter Garden, Florida. <sighs> Committed to Florida in October. Visited with Mike Norvell, who is of course the head coach of the Florida State Seminoles <laughs> football program. I they're just awful. He uh, visited with Mike Norvell on Tuesday. And yesterday, Wednesday, decommitted from the Florida Gators. I'm not, I, I'm, okay. I'm not going to speculate with every player as to whether or not I think they got their scholarship rescinded. I'm just, I, I just, I just can't do that. That's just way too much of a guessing game. But I don't think he was one of the players that got his rescinded. Uh, that, that's, that's it. I'm not, I'm not making any more guesses for the other two players. I'm just going to say, I don't think Jaden Gibson is one of the players that got his scholarship out for rescinded. I, I genuinely think that Mike Norvell met with him and, you know, maybe, maybe made him be like, all right, let's, let's, let's back it up a little bit. Don't, don't, don't fully commit, you know? And I get it, but I don't want to rule Jaden Gibson out for Florida either. Sorry. I'm doing the hands thing again a lot today. It's, it's Ricky Bobby again. Sorry. Um, but then we had another four-star receiver, CJ Smith from Orlando, Florida. That was Probably to me one of the uh, the more surprising decommits. Actually, this one and the next one were two of the more surprising decommits to me that I, I really wasn't expecting at all. Just you know, they they seemed pretty committed to being Gators. Um, but CJ Smith, he committed to the Gators in June. He visited Florida like three or four times during the season since then. Uh, he visited Tennessee, and then he decommitted to Florida. So I, I don't know if he's going to Tennessee or or what's going on with it, but uh, or if he's leaning Tennessee. He hasn't committed anywhere. But C.J. Smith was a decommit that I, I seriously I I wasn't expecting. Um, I yeah I I, I don't I don't get I, I didn't think it was gonna happen. I thought C.J. Smith was gonna be here even after. Billy Napier, or even after Dan Mullen got fired and Billy Napier was getting announced, and he was like, oh, I'm not backing off, but you know, recruit, recruitment's open. Um, that, that seemed to be a lot of guys were doing that. And I, I don't know. I just, I thought CJ Smith would stay, but Hey, say lobby. That's how we're doing it. And the most recent decommit, which I realize is like weird. Uh, it might, might even be outdated at this point. It, it, by the time that I'm recording this, it's the most recent decommit, but who the hell knows what's going to happen until our class has zero, I'm not, I'm not settled that we're going to have no more decommits. So that's where I'm at with that. But our most recent one is Francois Nolton, a three-star D-line from Miami, Florida. Uh, he's more of a DN, like he's listed as a D-line because 24-7 sports, that's just, that's just how they do it. It's like D-line, linebacker, edge. Yeah, but he, he's listed as a D-line, plays more DN than anything else. But he'd been committed to Florida since February. And I think Florida is still very much in the running. I mean, I, I don't know if this is outdated or very newly updated, but uh, Francois Nolan does have a visit scheduled with Florida for tomorrow in Gainesville. So I, I don't think it's, I, I don't think it's necessarily like, Hey, I'm not going there. I think it's more of just a, why not keep my options open, you know, uh, which is fair. Uh, I will use my point of all these guys that decommit but are still open to coming back to Florida. You know, at some point you thought Florida was the best option for you. This school is getting better 
right now. Whether or not you see it happening right in front of your eyes, when you see all the decommits, you see all this, whatever, whether or not you see it happening, this this program is getting built right now. It's it's improving right now. So if at one point you thought Florida was the best program, it's getting better. So with all these guys that decommit but aren't completely out of the running for Florida, like I think Nick Evers is just not coming back. I, I don't think he's someone that will come back. And that that's fine. But Jaden Gibson, I think, is still a possibility. CJ Smith, I think, is still a possibility. Francois Nolan, I think, is still a possibility. Shamar James, I know, is still a possibility. So all those guys, I think it's still very possible because it's like, hey, at one point, you thought this was the best program for you. Come on back. It's getting better. I promise you. And I also feel like with Francois Nolan specifically, um, I think his decommitment might have had something to do with Tim Brewster, and I realize this is just like so much speculation for me because I'm like, ah, I think this, I think that, I feel this, I'm sensing that, whatever. But I think his decommitment might have had something to do with Tim Brewster because, I mean, Tim Brewster got announced that that it was that he wasn't being retained on latish Tuesday night, uh, and then Francois Nolton decommitted yesterday. So I'm I'm thinking that maybe it had something to do with Tim, and Tim Brewster was very heavily. Uh, he he played a big part in Francois Nolton's uh, recruitment, which is why I'm saying that. It's not like I'm like, oh, you know, the uh, the DN's upset that the tight end's coach not coming back. No, Tim Brewster played a role in Francois Nolton coming here, and then, yeah, and then Tim Brewster's gone. So it makes sense. Uh, that's why I think that happened. Uh, it it's, sucks. It's a crappy part of recruiting when coaches leave. Uh, I'm also very upset about Tim Brewster leaving, uh, but I'm not going to leave florida but of course i'm not possibly making millions depending on where i go to college because i graduated and i'm not making millions so hmm. um but i know i've talked recently about moving in with my girlfriend and one thing that i didn't realize was how much we'd be cooking uh especially while we're sick and we don't feel like going food shopping and we don't want to order every meal of the day so if quality and craftsmanship is important to you you should check out maiden Maiden is a cookware and kitchenware brand that works with renowned chefs and artisans to produce some of the world's best pots, pans, knives, and wine glasses. They have 28,000 more now than 28,000 five-star reviews, and their products are used by some of the world's best chefs at Michelin-starred restaurants around the world and by me. So, I mean, you don't get classier than that. Right now, Maiden is offering our listeners 15% off your first lockdown order or off your first order with lockdown. This is the best discount available anywhere online for made in products. Make sure to use promo code locked on that is L O C K E D no space O N for 15% off of your first order with made in cookware. Anybody else make money this weekend? Cause guess what? I didn't, but I did yesterday and I did the day before that. And I did today before recording. I don't know what's going to happen with tonight's games, but so far, so far, so good. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll take what I can. But bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Obviously, Florida screwed the pooch the whole season for me, whether it was not covering, straight up losing, whether it was not hitting the over, which I would almost always bet, and you'd think I'd learn. I'm just dumb sometimes. But bet online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality tv with real-time updated thoughts and props on almost let's see how this is gonna go anything you can imagine it is the best way to place your bets and it's 100 free to sign up 
head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Make sure to use promo code locked on. That is L O C K E D, no space, O N, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Now we're going to take a look at yesterday's game against Dayton Flyers for the Florida Gators women's basketball team. It was an afternoon game. It started at the uh, tip off, was I think at 2 p.m. And yeah, so Florida took on Dayton in Gainesville. Dayton was six and two going into the game. Florida was seven and three going into the game. Florida picked up the win after nearly choking it away. Uh, sorry, as a Knicks fan, that's just whenever I think of a choke job, that is always what will be what pops into my mind. Just just so everyone knows. Um, but once again, the second quarter proved to be vital for the Florida Gators women's basketball team, which. I, I guess that's that they're a second quarter team, but uh, in the first quarter, they were outscored by two. And then in the second quarter, they outscored Dayton 23 to 11, which is just dominance, which is fantastic because they won by three. So uh, thankfully they had that big first quarter because uh, of course, so Dayton won the first quarter by two and then Florida won the second quarter by 12, and then they tied the third quarter, and then Dayton won the next quarter by seven. So, yeah, quick maths. Uh, the fourth quarter, Florida was outscored 13-6, to six, but thankfully, yeah, that second quarter was enough. The game, the final score was 60-57 to 57 in favor of the Florida Gators, so 8-3 and three now, and Lavender Briggs and Kiki Smith back at it again with the big games. Lavender Briggs played 37 of the 40 possible minutes while shooting 8 for 17 for 18 points, 4 rebounds, and 3 assists. Kiki Smith played 34 of the 40 possible minutes to finish with 12 points, 9 rebounds, and 7 assists. Sabrina Ionescu light over here, not getting the triple doubles, but getting pretty damn close getting the triple doubles. So, hey, I'm not going to complain about it. Jordan Merritt was the next highest scorer. Again, with 11 points off the bench in 22 minutes on three of nine shooting with eight rebounds. Hopefully the shooting percentage, you know, eventually works its way up. But I mean, 33% is not terrible. It's really like, it doesn't sound great, but we've seen a lot worse from like the guard forward play. So I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it for now. And it, it's wild to me. Like I tweeted this out last night, right before recording, um, where it, it's weird because like, we, we kind of have the old Oklahoma City Thunder big three here with KD, Russ, and Harden uh, because we got Lavender Briggs is KD. Primary scorer, plays a huge percentage of the minutes, and is is the alpha on the team. And then we've got Kiki Smith, that is Russ. You know, secondary scorer or, or t- a top three scorer on the team. Leads the team in rebounds and assists constantly. And then Jordan Merritt is James Harden when James Harden was with OKC, where coming off the bench, but playing a ton of minutes. I I think Jordan Merritt played the fourth most minutes in this game. Um, So coming off the bench, playing a ton of the minutes and being a top three scorer, we we really do have old school OKC right here in Gainesville. Wow. And if you're not, if you're in Gainesville, not going to the game, shame on you. If you're not watching the games, shame on you. Talia Weich had seven points and six rebounds too, having one of if not her best game of the season so it was great to see her step up from there um you know outside of lavender briggs and kiki smith the other three starters need to step up i guess just this is a close game but 
need the other three stars. So it, it really can't be Lavender Brace, Kiki Smith, and Jordan Merritt scoring like 60-something percent of our points. I, I don't think that's a sustainable thing to be like, hey, if these three players have one bad night, we're screwed because it's 18, 12, and 11, so that's 41 of the f- <laughs> 41 of the 60 points. So, yeah, that's a pretty damn high percentage. That's 70% almost. It's, it's like between 67 and 70%. So it's a pretty big, sorry, numbers. Yeah. So that's that's just not really acceptable and sustainable to keep going. So, the, But the team does seem to be showing how good they can be more consistently. In the early stretch of the season, it was very inconsistent. It was, it was ugly to see. And, I mean, hey, since, like, opening weekend, I believe there's only been one loss. So fantastic for the Florida Gators women's team, hopefully getting ranked soon. Maybe, I don't know. I just want to say maybe, hopefully get ranked soon. I'd be excited if it does happen. The fourth quarter sucked, but for the most part, ladies played one hell of a game. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss out tomorrow where we'll talk about the, or maybe we'll talk about the possibility of Emory Jones hitting the transfer portal just because someone asked me that. And it's like, oh, let's have some fun with it. And any coaching changes that may happen. Now make your second listen. Lockdown Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Lockdown Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon, and you can find all of my written work with Whole Line Sports. That is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports, and I will see you all tomorrow.